0: Welcome back to the News Roundup on WCAI. I'm Catherine Ident, talking with local journalists from around the region about the top stories of the week. And with me now in studio is Gwen Friss of the Cape Cod Times. Gwen, good morning. Thanks for coming in. Good morning, Catherine. Gwen, I want to start um, with a story out this week about a research group that um, we heard a lot about a couple years ago, as they did quite a bit of um, research around sharks in our region, but then kind of left the area. But now they're back. It's called Osearch. And they have a boat um, in federal waters off Nantucket trying to uh, get shark samples.
1: They do. And I have to point out that while most of us are watching out to avoid sharks, these guys are looking for sharks. Yes. Uh, The the team is hoping to tag at least 17 great white sharks uh, over the next couple of weeks. They're going to be here until August 26th, and then they're going to go up to Nova Scotia to uh, do the same kind of work there. And as you mentioned, they have a boat, which is a uh, 126-foot former Alaskan crab boat. And the thing that makes this particularly suited to the work they're doing is it has a a movable platform. And once they hook the shark, they can get the platform under it and lift the shark out of the water so that they can take their blood, do their tagging, you know, do everything they need to do, even ultrasound. Mm -hmm. They do even ultrasound. And um, that's made possible because they have this platform, you know. and um, and without hurting the shark, and then they release it. And there are several studies going on. Um, this is uh, uh, one of the people who is working on this is from the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution. His name is Simon Thorold. He's involved in three of the studies, but but the data that they collected last time has um, provided an impetus for several studies. Um, And uh, let me just look at my notes here, and I can tell you a little bit (laughs) about the um, studies that uh, Mr. Thoreau is working on. Well, I locally. think it's
0: I think it's important to note that we don't know very much about sharks because they are kind of deep ocean animals traditionally, and being able to have a, a boat kind of capture them and take them on and as as uninvasively as possible get some real samples from them um, is I'm sure really helping kind of move this research forward for people like Simon and other researchers. It,
1: it is and. And, um, um, you know, it's interesting because the research is not just telling us about sharks, but it's telling us about the world they live in and about how um, one of the fascinating studies that's uh, written about, that Doug Fraser writes about, is that they're studying the bacteria in the shark's mouths because if someone is bitten, you know, a human, they want to know how to treat that person better uh, Mm -hmm. from the start. So, you know, that's sort of an interesting way of looking at it. You're looking at the shark to see how you can help the human, you know, heaven forbid. Let's hope we don't have any of that. But uh, um, and then, you know, another uh, another look at this is that one of the newer studies is looking at the prevalence of microplastics, and those are the tiny, tiny bits of plastic that tend to aggregate in predators in the you know top of the food chain. So you know, it's telling us about the life of the great white shark, migration patterns, things like that. But it's it's also telling us things that we need to know about our world and, and living with those sharks. Mm-hmm.
0: And and also telling us about, yeah, as you said, um, related to sharks, but also microplastics are everywhere and they're in all of us. And so that's helpful in building that body of data for other studies that may not even end up being related to sharks In the future,
1: right, and and you could say that they are um, a bit of a barometer for you know uh, the numbers that we're seeing in the water. We can see how they're um, affecting sea life. You know, aggregating in those bigger. Sea animals.
0: Mm-hmm. I want to turn now to uh, a land-based story, and that's mainly based in Hyannis, and it's about the gas and convenience store chain Cumberland Farms. And they were issued a cease and desist order this week by the town of Barnstable for essentially setting up a store within a store, so kind of flouting some new regulations.
1: Okay. We're talking about, uh, the two bigger Cumberland farms. The small one by the airport rotary is not involved because they didn't do that. Um, they didn't set up a store within a store. Um, the town basically said in that letter, uh, that it's from the town's chief health inspector that if you do not stop smell, uh, selling these, um, uh, flavored tobacco products, we will, you know, you will be looking at losing all of your licenses to sell, not just tobacco, but all of your licenses here in town. And, um, this goes back to the fact that three weeks ago, Barnstable instituted a, um, a regulation that says that flavored tobacco products can only be sold in facility, in, um, Facilities in in uh, businesses that are only open to people who are twenty one and over, the idea being that those products have a lot of appeal for younger smokers and and uh, whether it's vaping or tobacco smoke, so mm-hmm. they wanted to get them, you know, less access to them. Right. So, um, you know, Cumberland Farms responded by setting up. Portable walls and uh, and selling them only within those walls, but the town said that's not enough. You can't do it that way,
0: right? And Cumberland Farms is suing the town of Barnstable as well as a couple other towns off Cape, saying that these regulations, which are fairly new, um, are are unfair and that it's it's making it so that co- what they're calling competing businesses have an unfair. Uh, advantage. So uh, we will be talking about this, I think, as this case goes forward.
1: Yes, and, and uh, while that suit goes on, we should say that the Kamala Farms, although they didn't talk to us for this story, they did say um, through representatives that they will stop selling the um, products in the stores.
0: I want to take a look at an announcement that is in today's paper, and that's from Cape Cod Hospital with plans for a huge expansive. like, it, you know, we'll be able to see it on the horizon if this if this ends up getting built.
1: Yes, if you take a look uh, at the paper, the com, you can see, uh, because we have a, a rendering of, of the proposed new building next to the others, and it's definitely the big brother big sister of, of <laughs> Six them. stories, right? Six stories, $180 million, and um, it would— it, it, The basic reason for this is to keep people on the cape for high-level care, particularly in cancer and uh, and trauma. Mm -hmm. And um, there are an estimated eight thousand people now who go off Cape for their for their treatment, and this uh, the idea is that this would make them uh, be much more convenient. And when we had an editorial board meeting, the Cape Cod Healthcare president and CEO Michael Loft said that what they're hoping to do is form partnerships with the Boston hospitals, not to. Um, you know, not to be owned by them, not mm-hmm. to be taken over by them. They still Cape Cod Healthcare wants to remain independent. Uh, so, in terms of numbers and how big it would be, 120 to 140 thousand square feet between the existing Mugar Building and the Gleason House on Lewis Bay Road. So it kind of overlooks the water there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're talking about uh, um, some of the new things. 30 chemotherapy bays and uh, um, uh, about 50 new beds, uh, 49, and um, they also are talking jobs. This would probably generate 80 to 90 new jobs.
0: And this is just in the planning stage. This um, still needs to be approved by the Cape Cod Commission, among other things. But certainly interesting to kind of see the artist's rendering and look at, as you were reading, some of the stats, which are all available on the Cape Cod Times website. It's a
1: little breakout, too, so you can get that by-the-numbers look. And, yeah, it's great. Uh, they are hoping to um, to break ground next month.
0: And that is Gwen Friss of the Cape Cod Times. Gwen, thank you, as always.
1: Nice to see you, Catherine.
0: Just going to run this